0: Welcome to the Lagon Valley Vineyard podcast. We are a community passionate about seeing Lagon Valley filled with the presence and the teachings of Jesus. If you would like to connect with us or if we can help you in any way, please visit our website, lagonvalleyvineyard.com. Good morning. Good morning. It's lovely to see you. You all are very welcome. Isn't this place looking beautiful? I am in the mood. Are you in the mood for Christmas? Yes, it's looking wonderful. And I want to welcome those of you also who are joining us online and on live stream. Um, Yes, you will notice that I have on my coat. I thought about taking it off, but I'm not cozy enough yet. So I'm going to do that thing that Andrew's grandmother hates that I do when I go in her house and keep my coat on. I know it's offensive to the Northern Irish psyche, and I'm very sorry. Please forgive me. All right. Um, But I did make sure it was a Christmassy coat. So hopefully I'm kind of just blending in with everything up here. All right, I'm not going to speak for too long today because, as a vet has said, today is our Hamper Sunday, and it is a big, big Sunday in the life of our church. And we are so excited to um, be bringing and giving all of these wonderful gifts for our community who need them this Advent. Um, Can I ask you a question? How are you this morning? How are you? Yeah? Are you like me and you like secretly hate that question? I cannot stand that question. I ask it all the time and I get mad at myself for asking it. because It's like, how do you answer that question? How do you actually answer that question? I know it's more like a greeting more than we actually want to know how each I know that. I know it's like a filler. And then you're supposed to say, fine. But for some I think I overthink it and I just... I panic. I, I don't know. So I've been trying to think through appropriate but honest ways that I can answer that question. I mean, let's be honest. You're in Tesco, someone says, How are you? They really don't want to know. Okay. I, I'm not even gonna be get mad at that. It's just the reality, okay? So I'm trying to think up like appropriate right so short no crying involved ways that I can answer that question honestly all right I say no crying involved because guys if you would have seen me trying to get to church this morning oh it was a scene um so Andrew is in cold Rain this morning so it was just me by myself I got up extra early you guys I put on that that Christmas trumpet music the instrumental, the house was feeling very holy. And I was patting myself on the back, but way too soon, way too soon. Because before I knew it, things had definitely just took a nosedive. I was shouting, dogs were pooing everywhere. It was crazy. And um, the ride to church was a bit frosty. Okay. I think we've all made up, have we, Nora? We're all friends again maybe um so I'm particularly interested in this question of how are you this morning so I I have two ideas for how I might answer that question in the coming year but I wanted to run them by you and sort of see what you think about them okay again accurate honest but you know appropriate right so someone says Dana how are you I might say something like this I am all the things. How's that? I'm, I'm all the things. It's all of them. It's like a mixed bag. It's all happening. It's all happening. All right. I am deeply content. My cup runneth over. I am blessed. Oh, my little cherubs, my angel children. I love them so much. And also, I'm about 10 seconds from absolutely exploding on them at any given moment. That's just my reality. Is anybody, is it just me? Okay, thank you. I I was like, you guys, I know you're there too. Don't leave me out here by myself. Okay? Because that is life, isn't it? Now, I was on these internets this last week. And I saw something that made me laugh that I want to show to you. Can I show it to you? Read this. I'll give you a minute. Thank you, Kelly. My children were nevering like they never nevered before this past week. But it's not just kids. It's life, isn't it? It's life. As soon as you think you know what to expect from life, here life comes, lifing like it's never life before. Anyone else's life just doing some extra lifing right now? Just going above and beyond? Yeah, mine is. So that brings me to my second option for the response for, Dana, how are you doing? Okay, you ready? Dana, how are you doing? Life is lifing. It's just another variation on all the things. Yeah? Life is lifing. Sometimes I feel like I got a little parched and I was like, I want a little drink of water. And when I went to go get a drink of water out of what I thought was a nice, lovely water fountain, what it was was an industrial-strength power hose set to full power. And that is life at the moment. Do you feel that way a little bit? This December coming at you and then on top of all that on top as if you didn't have enough to do Yvette Wilkinson is asking you don't you want to put together a wee pack <laughs> can I give you a wee list and then Stu and I come along and we say hey we've written this book and we'd like you to read it every day for the whole of Advent don't forget to pray. Listen to the Lord. Yes, life is full. We're all doing all of the things. I was thinking this past week how, I don't know if it's just me, but I've gotten myself into this habit. And I noticed it this past week. I don't, tell me if this sounds familiar to you, where you get into this rut of living And this perpetual cycle of finalies, okay? You might listen to this, it might sound familiar. When I can finally afford a house, when when I finally meet someone, or when I finally finish school, when I when I finally get married, when I when I finally have children. When the children are finally out of nappies. Oh, when the kids are finally out of the house. You don't have to ever leave Nor. You can live with me forever. Just when I finally get the business up and running, when I finally get my dream job. Oh, this is the big one when I can finally retire. One of uh, my favorite memories in life, honestly, it, I've carried it with me since it happened, and, and I genuinely feel like I've learned so much from this, came from when I first moved here, when and Andrew and I first got married. Andrew worked for a church in Lisbon, a Presbyterian church in Lisbon, and lovely congregation wonderful people and um one of my really good friends pauline was in the community at the church and pauline was one of those rare people whose job was also her vocation and it filled her with so much joy pauline worked at a care home for the elderly she was a nurse and she loved her job And I remember she used to call um, the people she cared for her wee friends. And she would even bring um, them to church and you got to meet them and hang out. And so Pauline, this one Sunday night, came to church. She didn't have any of her wee friends with her. But I noticed as she was walking in, she was chuckling. Okay? And I thought, I'm going to go see what Pauline's laughing about because I'm nosy. I've told you this. I'm nosy. So I said, uh, Pauline, what's so funny? What are you doing? What's so funny? She says, oh, Dana. She's like, I'm just, I'm just coming in from work. And I had the most interesting conversation with one of my wee friends. We'll call her Agnes. She says, now, bear in mind, Agnes is 101 years old, okay? And uh, I went to check on her before I left for um, work. And I walked into her room and said, well, Agnes, how are you? You need anything? You all right? And she says, uh, oh, Pauline. Oh, Pauline, I can, I can finally die a happy woman. I can finally die at peace. Pauline says, Agnes, what are you talking about? What do you mean? She says, Pauline, today, just today, I finally got my last son in his retirement home. <laughs> I remember thinking, it is never over. no. here's agnes 101 still living in her lease. what comes after the finalies is just more finally so how do we do this life i've titled this sermon how to advent or in parentheses just how to life okay How do we do this life if the finalies are never over? If an arrival in that way is never coming where everything is fine and no responsibility is on you and nothing is needed and all the waters are peaceful. If that arrival, this side of eternity is not coming, how are we supposed to Live a life of joy and contentment and deep meaning. How are we supposed to find peace? I find myself now in a season of life where I am accepting that I will always be living in some type of imperfection. Like my life is gonna probably be a consistent construction site because at any given moment in this human life that we're living we have in one hand battles and in the other hand blessings that's just the way it goes so how are we going to do it I mean, are we supposed to just feel like we're on a hamster wheel until we die? In Genesis 1, the first chapter of the first book of the Bible, we read that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and God created mankind in his image And he said to them, Be fruitful, increase in number, rule over the earth. He gave them purpose. And those are the first words, and first words are really important. We should pay attention to them. And then, if you turn to the very end of the Bible, last page, Revelation 22. In the last verses of the last chapter of the last book of the Bible, we read, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star. And then John responds, he says, the spirit and the bride say, come, And let the one who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty, come. And let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life. And he goes on to say the very, very last verses of the Bible. He who testifies to these things says, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Last words are important. Want to know one of my favorite things about God? Yeah? You might think it's his grace and his mercy, and those are very, very, very good things. Thank God for his grace and his mercy, okay? But one of the things that intrigues me the most about God is how much he loves a good paradox. A paradox. Two thoughts that seem opposing to one another that can both be true at the same time. Paradox. I'm convinced that there's going to be this moment... When Jesus finally returns and he's established his kingdom in its fullness here on the earth. There's a new heaven and a new earth. I'm convinced there's going to be this moment where we're at the table of the king, feasting. And there's going to be this person sitting to Jesus' right. This person who lived their life devoted to their faith following jesus loving jesus serving who happened to have been a presbyterian and then on his left is going to be another person who lived his life devoted to jesus devout in their faith serving being the hands and feet who lived their life as a catholic and they're going to be talking to jesus and they're going to say Jesus, not that it, not that it matters. Like we know it doesn't matter anymore, but just out of curiosity, which one of us was right? Was it, was it him or was it me? And Jesus will say, yes. And they'll be like, Jesus, now come on. We know what you're like. Listen, listen, really, genuinely no issue no problem because it doesn't matter anymore but out of curiosity which one which one of us was wrong which one was wrong was it, him? it was him or was it was it me and jesus will go yes because for some reason in our current culture and even in our human minds we really struggle with paradox don't we we, we love things to be clean cut, black and white, a hero and a villain. You're wrong. You're right. And God just loves to frustrate us a little bit and make us live in a place of paradox. For instance, here's one of the things that I find very paradoxical. Did you know that God wants you to be both deeply content and deeply discontent at the same time? Deeply content, living from a place where you can see that you are blessed. Even when things aren't the way you want them to be, deeply content living from a place of gratitude, and yet deeply discontent knowing that this world cannot. Solve your problems, cannot fill the hunger that you have a longing for something bigger and greater, and his name is Jesus. Jesus' paradoxical message for us this Advent season is this Rejoice, throw a party. I have come and wait for me. I am coming. It is no secret if you uh, have been around us for any amount of time, or if you know me well, that I really do love to host okay? I love having people around. I love, I always have, I think it came from like my grandmother and my mother and all my aunties. They love it. Feeding people just, we're feeders. We just want to feed you until your stomach hurts. Like it's just in us, you know? And we want you to sit in our sofas and be warm and cozy and all this stuff. I love it. I'm not the best at it. I'm still learning, but I love it. And I was thinking about this the other day with hosting. You know, when someone confirms to me that they're going to come over to my house for dinner, maybe stay over because we live in the middle of nowhere, and so we feel bad asking people to drive home afterwards, and so most of the time we'll make up the guest room and say, just stay over, leave in the morning. Well, when someone confirms that they're coming over, what do I do? What's the next thing I do? Do I just sort of sit on my sofa and just wait. Just, just wait. No. No. That's not how I wait for them to come over. What do I do? I prepare. I have things to do. I, I plan what we're going to eat. Uh, I might need to go buy the food. Then I need to go prepare the food. Then I need to preheat the ovens and, and maybe clear off the dining table and set a place for them to eat. And then, and then I'll go get the laundry basket and chuck all The clean but not folded laundry that's on my sofa into the laundry basket. Do I fold it at that stage? No. I just chuck it into another room that they're never going to (laughs) see. And I prepare. And I prepare. You know, historically, The church in the West, we haven't really done this waiting for the arrival of Christ really well. Sometimes our waiting looks more like just riding it out, singing our spiritual songs while the world around us is on fire. You say, well, we'll just wait. But that is not kingdom waiting, isn't it? That's not kingdom waiting. Kingdom waiting involves preparation. Preparation. It's like hosting 101. Preparation. And God is always trying to teach us how to prepare for his coming. He says, I'm coming. I'm coming. If you read through the Old Testament... One of my favorite parts of the Old Testament is reading about all of the festivals and feasts and days of fasting that Israel was commanded to observe. All of these things, as the Lord was trying to train them how to prepare themselves for his coming. And so when you think about things that we do now, like Lent and Advent, those aren't new. Those are ancient ways. Ancient ways that we remind ourselves to prepare for the coming of the King. Moments that teach us to live in both holy contentment and holy discontentment so that we find deep meaning in this life and ultimately find Jesus again and again and again. And what's crazy about Advent is that it is like a recreating, a restaging, a retelling of a story that has already happened and then at the same time a rehearsing of something that is yet to come. This Advent, when we carve out space for the Holy Spirit to reopen our blind eyes, to re-soften our hard hearts, and to recalibrate our perception of the world around us, leaving us so hungry for the kingdom that our natural response is to become co-laborers. Preparing the spaces and the places that we occupy for his coming. I grew up, um, I was a very, 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 very churched kid, okay? I grew up, I don't even remember being at home. I was just at church all the time. I don't even know what my mom's house looks like, okay? I lived at church and I remember there was this, um, I grew up in a time where the charismatic church in America was just obsessed with the book of Revelation. There were movies about it. There were whole book series, like Harry Potter for Christians, about Revelation. It was called Left Behind. It was it was really intense, actually. I was like, Mom, was that your best parenting decision letting me do all that? But anyway, we'll talk about that later. But... Um, And I remember, so this revelation, this moment in revelation, I know it well. I heard it so many times. This come, Lord Jesus, come, come soon, Lord Jesus, ache for the coming of the King. And I also remember growing up around older saints, we called them, people who had walked with Jesus their whole lives. They had seen some things. They'd walked through heartache. And they were more in love with Jesus than ever before. And I remember hearing the same sentiment out of their lives. They would go, listen, this life is fine. But you can keep this world. You give me Jesus. I just want to see his face. I just want to see it. And I remember thinking, I, I cannot relate to that. I didn't have that same like. I just want to see his face. I was like, genuinely don't want to see it yet because that would mean I'd be dead and I kind of like my life. You know, I'm like, "Mm, yeah, okay, later on, Jesus, you know. But what's really, really crazy is as I've started to engage in the things that we do as a community like Lent and Advent over the years, do you know that my appetites have changed. All of a sudden I'm starting to realize what those older saints were talking about. Like this world is great, it's fine. I love my life, I'm so deeply content. But the longer I walk with him, the more I read his word, the more I say I can't wait. Oh come Lord Jesus. Have an ache inside of me. Come Lord Jesus. Come. I want to see your face. I think that when we talk about Advent. As a community. It's really important. That we're all talking about the same thing. That we know what we mean. I didn't grow up doing liturgical practices like Advent and Lent. Maybe you didn't either. So this is helpful for us to actually say that in the Lagan Valley Vineyard Advent practice, there are two very important components, okay? We have our devotion, the time we spend with Jesus, The regular reading of his word, the gathering together, the people in our home, the confessing of sins one to another, the praying for one another, the devotion. And then we have the service. Our serving one another, our serving our community, not because we have it all together, not because we're the wealthy giving to the poor, no, because we all have needs and we all serve one another. We hear in the scripture that faith without works is nothing. But some of us, and I totally get it because I feel that. I'm the lady who ran out of our house today with dog poo all over the floor, yelling at my kids on the way to church. I get it. Life is lifing. But do you know what the good news is? Advent is not for the super Christians. That's great news for me. It's not for the good living or the upstanding citizens. It's not just for the wealthy. It's not for the self righteous or for those who've arrived and feel very smug in their rightness. It's for us, us stragglers, us unfaithful, us limpers, us barely makers. It's for those of us struggling with debt. For those of us finding it hard to make ends meet. It's for those of us whose heads hit the pillow at night. Wishing we could have done it better. Advent is for me and it is for you and it is for all of us. So today. Hamper Sunday. One of the most joy-filled Sundays in our whole church calendar. We're going to respond in one of two ways this morning. So you know when we did the whole push to do Advent and we said, sign up to get your booklets, sign up to get your booklets, sign up to get your booklets, okay? And some of you signed up and you got your booklets. We also knew there'd be some of you who would maybe count yourself out. You don't feel spiritual enough. You don't feel like you have enough time. So we printed extra for you. So today, if you feel the Holy Spirit inviting you into an intentional space of Advent this Christmas season, we have extra booklets just right there on the subwoofer for for you. Come up and get one. And the second way we're going to respond, invite Yvette to come back up. And she is going to walk you through, if you have brought your gifts, your packs, how to bring them up. But for those of you who haven't yet committed to serve in some way this Christmas season, she is going to give you some really easy and wonderful ways to commit to Advent through serving your community just with a little bit of your time this week, okay, Now, if you're joining us on the live stream, I want to say to you, get in touch with Yvette at Yvette at LaganValleyVineyard.com. If you have any questions, if you want to give your time, if you want to do any of this, but I'm going to say goodbye to you now. Thank you so much for joining us because it's about to get crazy in here. Just kidding. It's not going to get crazy.